0: to news kids i'm rose and i'm zara and together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today this week we are talking about the news that the duke and duchess of sussex wish to step back as senior royals the australian bushfires the very worrying usa and iran crisis alien life in space and ces 2020 Welcome back to our listeners, and to any new listeners, I'm Zara. Welcome back, Rose. It's great to be back. Well, it's been a very long winter holiday. It's been Christmas, it's been New Year's, and it's been the start of a new term. Speaking of the New Year, did you have any New Year's resolutions, Rose? Not really. I couldn't choose. I had so many things that I could think of as a resolution. What about you, Zara? Well, I'm sure I made some New Year's resolutions, but I really can't. Remember them. What about predictions instead of resolutions? What do you think will happen in 2020? My prediction was that it was going to rain a lot in January and they were correct. It's been raining for the past three days in Dubai. Well, my mother said on New Year's Eve, she predicts that Harry and Meghan were going to leave the royal family. Well, I was definitely not expecting to start the new year with such big news. Earlier this week, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, made the surprise announcement that they would be stepping back as senior royals and work to become financially independent. They have said that they plan to split their time between the UK and North America and they will continue to honour their duty to the Queen, the Commonwealth and their patronages. The couple said that they came to the decision after months of reflection and internal discussions. We also know that they have in the past spoken about the pressures they were under and how media attention has affected them. All of the royal family are said to be quite hurt by the Duke and Duchess of Sussex's statement. Buckingham Palace issued a statement that there were complicated issues that will take time to work through and the Queen, the Prince of Wales and the Duke of Cambridge have asked their staff to try and find a workable solution. There are lots of things to work out. For example, will the Duke and Duchess of Sussex keep their royal titles even though they will be carrying out far fewer duties? How will they be financially independent? Everyone is also wondering how they will exactly split their time between the UK and of America. Would well, the UK still have to pay for their security costs as the couple are classified as internationally protected people? Which means that they must have armed security provided by the Metropolitan Police. So there are lots of things left to resolve, and the Queen, Prince Charles, Prince William, Prince Harry, and all their advisors are having a busy time trying to come up with a solution. What do you think, Rose? Were you surprised by this royal news? Yeah, I was. I feel sad for the Queen that Harry and Meghan didn't discuss it with her in advance. It must be very stressful and worrying for her, particularly as Prince Philip has recently been so ill and the Queen herself is so old. It's a shame she has to deal with another crisis in the royal family so soon after Prince Andrew had to step down. What about you, Zara? What did you think? I think I understand Harry and Meghan's situation because the media and the press have been quite unfair they've all just said negative things about her. and in the past this same thing has happened to the queen's uncle except for this time the queen's uncle abdicated the throne well you have very good knowledge about um the royal family i didn't even know that the queen's uncle wanted to abdicate the throne well we will definitely be keeping you updated on this story on newskits Hi it's Rose here. One of the biggest stories of the past few weeks is about Australia where forest fires have devastated large areas of the country. Forest fires in Australia sadly happen most years in what is known as the fire season which starts in late summer when hot dry weather makes it easier for fire to spread. Natural causes are to blame most of the time for example when lightning strikes forests that have become very dry due to lack of rain. However and Unfortunately, humans can also be to blame. This year's fires have been the worst in a very long time and have started much earlier than usual, which some people believe is down to the changing climate. Australia has been experiencing very hot temperatures this year, with many places recording regular temperatures above 40 degrees Celsius. At the same time, the country has experienced very low rainfall, meaning the ground becomes extremely hot and dry, making it easy easier for fires to start and spread. Strong winds have also made the fires and smoke spread more rapidly. There have been fires in every Australian state and many forests and national parks have been affected. 28 people have died across the country and in the state of New South Wales alone, more than 2,000 homes have been destroyed or damaged. In total, more than 17.9 million acres have been burned across Australia's six states, an area larger than the countries of Belgium and Denmark combined. The worst affected state is New South Wales with more than 12 million acres burned. Millions of animals have also been killed. Smoke and ash from the fires has made breathing difficult in many areas and has been seen as far away as New Zealand. The Prime Minister of Australia, Scott Morrison, was widely criticized for going away on holiday during December and not responding to the fire situation quickly enough. The government has now provided some military assistance to help those fighting the fires and to provide money to rebuild and repair important buildings like schools and hospitals. Many celebrities have also donated money to help. Currently, more than 123 fires are still burning across New South Wales, with 50 said to be uncontained. The fires are expected to continue until the country experiences substantial rainfall. Meanwhile, the government continues to face wider calls to do more to address climate change and reduce carbon emissions. And tens of thousands of people across Australia took part in climate change protests on Friday. Hello, it's Zara here. The last few days have been really quite worrying and eventful. On Friday the 3rd of January, one of Iran's most powerful military commanders, Qasem Soleimani, was killed by an airstrike ordered by the President of the United States, Donald Trump. President Trump has recently alleged that Mr Soleimani was planning attacks and that killing him was an act of self-defense. The Iranians called his killing an act of war. Qasem Soleimani was seen as a national hero in Iran and was regarded as the second most powerful person in Iran. After the supreme leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, Iran retaliated following Qasem Soleimani's death by firing missiles at two air bases housing US forces in Iraq. The US president made a statement from the White House saying that no US or Iraqi lives were lost in the attacks and that Iran appeared to be standing down. The Iranian Foreign Minister also said that they did not seek escalation or war. There has been a lot of tension between Iran and the US for a long time. Tensions have increased but in recent years, as in May 2018, Mr. Trump pulled the US out of the Iran nuclear deal, which he thought was a horrible one-sided deal. The nuclear deal was an agreement between Iran and several other countries including the US, France, China, Russia, the UK and Germany. Under the deal, Iran is restricted in what it can do with its nuclear program and in return the other countries who were part of the deal lifted sanctions. sanctions. Sanctions are restrictions that they are placed on doing business with Iran. After the US pulled out of the deal in November 2018, some of these sanctions were imposed again on Iran and that had a terrible effect on the economy and Iran has said that it will not comply with the restrictions placed on its nuclear program if sanctions are imposed on it. Following the attack on the two US air bases, Mr Trump said that the US would impose additional sanctions on Iran. All of this has meant that the relationship between the US and Iran have been terrible. Let's hope after the horrible events of last week, the two countries are somehow able to return to peaceful relations. Hi, it's Rose here again. Last week, a huge exhibition of future technology called CES 2020 took place in the World Trade Center in Las Vegas. The annual event brings together manufacturers, innovators and inventors to showcase new ideas that may shape our future. So, what new products were presented at this year's exhibition? There was an electric bike that rides on water, a device to stop your shoes becoming stinky, a reverse microwave that cools instead of heats, a foldable computer, a toothbrush that you can bite on and which cleans your teeth in 10 seconds, A television that rolls up into the ceiling? a fake pork sausage and a robot waiter that can serve people in restaurants. Other bigger themes that came out of CES 2020 and which may shape our future include replacement of human-driven vehicles with self-driving cars, portable and wearable health centres to help people make better decisions about their well-being, computers and phones that can fold into tiny, tiny shapes, and the use of more subtle technology that blends into everyday life life rather than stands out. Some of these might sound crazy but you never know which ones may end up changing the way we live in the future. After all world changing inventions like the light bulb and the television and the telephone were laughed at by people who never thought they could really really be useful. So I'm excited to see what new products will change the way we live as we grow up. I think my favourite product was the foldable computer or the toothbrush that you buy and which cleans your teeth in 10 seconds. Because they're easy to use and they're really cool. What about you, Rose? Well, my favourite was the electric bike that goes on water. It's very unusual and then you can just find yourself skidding along water. And a robot waiter that can do anything I tell it to. (laughs) Hi, it's Rose here again. Space agencies around the world have spent the last 80 years exploring space, trying to answer the question, are we alone on planet Earth or could there really be life on other planets? Now, a team of space scientists have said they believe that if they can spot oxygen on other planets outside our solar system, called exoplanets, that it will lead them to extraterrestrial life. They say they have come up with the technique to do this using a special superstring telescope built by NASA called the James Webb Space Telescope which is scheduled to become operational in 2021 so how will it work Oxygen is vital for life on Earth and is produced by organisms that use photosynthesis to convert sunlight into energy. Finding oxygen in the atmospheres of exoplanets may show that life also exists there. However, oxygen can also accumulate in the atmosphere of a planet that doesn't have any life at all. Using the James Webb Space Telescope, the researchers will look for patterns of light in an exoplanet's atmosphere. The scientists hope that by looking for the strong signals produced by colliding oxygen molecules, the James Webb Telescope will help them decide whether the oxygen they found has come from living or non-living things. So scientists may soon be able to answer the question, is there life in outer space? That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.